You're listening to Perry Noble's thoughts on leadership, vision, and creativity. You can find Perry online at perrynoble.com. Hello and welcome to the September 2014 edition of the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. Woo! My name's Shane. I'll be your host today. Woo! And we're going to, all right, we're going to talk about uh, this question. Is this excellence or is it extravagance? But before we get into that, I want to remind everybody that we're drawn to the end of your opportunity to be able to go with Perry uh, on a leadership-intensive trip to Israel. The dates for that trip, October 14th through the 21st of this year. The last day to sign up is September the 15th, so that's just a few days away. You do not want to miss the opportunity to do that. You can find all the information you need at newspringnetwork.com. So go there and check that out, Perry. You want to make one last pitch for these guys to go on this trip? I've been begging y'all to go on this trip, and if you if you don't go, you're going to miss out. And some people say, well, I want to do that one day. Um, well, now is one day. And let me just say this. I've looked at the roster for this trip like the people going on this trip and this is a really awesome group of leaders like I know a lot of these people personally and so it's not just what you're going to learn at the teaching sites over there it's what you're going to be able to talk about at breakfast and at lunch and at dinner and Shane you've been multiple times with me just tell them the food's really good the food is awesome it is better than awesome actually it is uh, and there's a lot of it pita bread those people over there like God, to feed you a lot of food. It's the greatest thing. You should go just for the food. You don't yeah. even have to listen to me teach. Yeah, the in-between times will be great. Everybody's going to have a moment over there where God rocks your world, so I'd highly recommend biting the bullet, taking the trip. Do it. Although I shouldn't say bullet with what's going on you over probably, there probably right shouldn't. Now. I don't know. At the time of this recording, <laughs> they're going to cease fire, but who knows? Yeah, we don't know. Okay. But we're not scared. Let's not edit that out. Let's, Let's not, just keep that. Yep. All right, here we go. We're going to jump in uh, to today's topic. You know Perry, excellence is a word we use a lot at New Spring. Uh, we want everything we do to be excellent. Sometimes this can be a tough standard to meet, and sometimes it can be a tough standard to even evaluate. And sometimes even the idea of excellence can be confused with the idea of it being extravagant. So that's what we want to talk about today uh, on this month's podcast. So let me just jump in uh, with this question. How do you define the term excellence? The, you know, the term excellence is is talked about a lot in Christian circles today, and I'm seeing a trend of young, cool, uh, hipster people say, um, the church shouldn't be into excellence. We're not into excellence. But then they're all going to Jay-Z concerts and Katy Perry concerts because they're excellent. It's not... Um, Katy Perry coming out with an acoustic guitar, sitting down and singing a few songs, which I would go see that. That'd be kind of cool. Um, but it, they're into excellent productions. And so I think excellence still works. Um, excellence, this is how I define it. Excellence is not perfection. It's simply giving God your very best. And that's what excellence is. It's not because some people go, well, you can't be perfect every week. Well, you don't have to be perfect every week. None of the followers of Jesus were perfect, but they were excellent because they gave at the end of the day, they gave him uh, they gave him their very best. That's exactly right. Well, with that being said, how would you just define extravagance? Extravagance is one of those things that um, you almost know it when you see it. Extravagance is I think it's cheating. I think it's, um, hey, we're, we can spend a lot more money and cover up the real issue rather than dealing with the real issue. So that's what I think extravagance is. It's going over the top and doing things that are completely unnecessary 
Um, usually, not not to get people's attention. It's usually to cover up the problems that are really there. That's real good. I was just thinking as you were saying that, like excellence is almost like the overflow of attention and hard work where extravagance is something you buy so it looks like you did something with hard work. Absolutely. And extravagance can be misleading. So like if you're riding down the road and you see somebody driving a BMW 7 Series, which is awesome, or um, what's the new car I saw on the line yesterday? I was playing around on the internet and I saw the Dodge 2015 Anyway, it's got 707 horsepower. Maybe it's Charger? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. It was pretty amazing. But go. I don't know why I said that. Go back to the 7 Series for a second. You look at somebody driving the 7 Series, and you're like, oh, man, they must be rich. They must be loaded. But they might be stressed out trying to pay for the car. That's right. It's not excellence. They didn't work hard for it. It's extravagance. They're driving that car to disguise the fact that they've got a really broken, busted-up heart, and that's mm. what they're doing to kind of fill that void. So that's what extravagance is. Hey, nothing wrong with a BMW 7 Series. If you got one, drive it like you stole it. Um, but just make sure you can afford it. Absolutely. Praise the Lord. Uh, why is excellence such an important standard to shoot for in everything that we do? I Once again, I've met so many people that criticize this idea of excellence. And um, and, and they they combat it by saying, well, if you're excellent, you can't be authentic, and we want authenticity. But my question is, when did authenticity mean we do it as poorly as possible? Um, that's what some people, uh, they'll do it very poorly and say that it was authentic. Well, it was authentic. It was authentically bad. Um, I can go to a, an Italian restaurant, and it can be authentically bad. Um, I want an excellent, authentic Italian restaurant, you know? And so my question back to people when they, when they ask that question about excellence is I'm, I simply want to know when did it become a bad idea to give the very best offering that you've got to God? When did that become unpopular in church world? Because while some people criticize it, it's easy to criticize the things that you're not willing to do. And so a lot of people just aren't willing as leaders, um, as communicators, as whatever, to give God their very best. And when you, when you don't give your very best, you usually get mad when you see other people trying. And that's where the criticism usually comes from. That's good. How can the standard of excellence begin to drift toward extravagance? All right. So I, I, um, I tell this story to our staff a good bit, but I'll, I'll share it here because I think it's worth um, repeating. I was on a trip. And somebody that works on our video team um, was talking to a person from another church who served in, in their video team. And the guy on our video team, uh, his name's Adam. He's actually sir, he's actually uh, done this podcast with us before. Um, Adam and this other guy were talking, and they were talking about camera types, which it was a completely nerd, geek out, weird conversation that I knew nothing about. And they were talking about the 1.21 gigawatts in the flux capacitor and, you know, all these other things that I had no idea what they were saying. But I, I did perk up when I noticed that our cameras um, were about 40% cheaper than the other church's cameras. And the other guy was trying to get Adam to purchase their type of cameras. So then I'm, I'm wanting to lean back and hit the other guy or throw him out of the bus or whatever. And I heard um, Adam say, uh, I'm not saying that that's not a better camera. 
And I'm not saying that it wouldn't have better quality. I'm just saying that the average person walking in our church would not notice the difference. And if the average person wouldn't notice the difference, it becomes a toy and not a tool. And what we're using, trying to use in our ministries are tools to reach people far from God. And that means we got to say no to some of the toys that we think would be cool. But when in actuality, we're just getting them so we can say we've got a more expensive camera or a more expensive sound system or a more expensive, you know, web hoster or whatever, whatever people are striving for out there. That's good. So what you're saying is if you spend money on something that the majority of people that come into your church can't really tell that you spent money on as far as making a difference in, in what they're experiencing, then that's extravagance. Yeah. Excellence doesn't, excellence doesn't always have to cost a lot of money. Um, in fact, most of the time it doesn't. Excellence actually costs a lot of time. And that's the investment that a lot of people are unwilling to make. That's the things that people do notice, whether yes. or not stuff's in the right order, or if they can find things easily, or if they can get to the kids' area uh, without having to ask a million people how to get there. Excellence, look, I'll just walk through it, like in, in the local church uh, context. Excellence is showing up at your church and having the proper signage that tells me where I need to go. Excellence is... Um, walking into the auditorium and maybe having some music playing um, to kind of lighten the mood. Excellence uh, is starting on time. And I've heard churches say, well, our people don't show up on time. Well, it's because you're catering to their lackadaisical effort. If you would start on time, they would show up earlier. Um, excellence is ending on time. And a lot of people don't end on time because the Spirit leads them. But the one thing about the Spirit is He never tends to lead those people to shorter services, he always tends to lead them to longer services. And one of my um, really good friends says that the reason that he always leads them to longer services is because they weren't prepared. Mm-hmm. And so they're talking about what they should have prepared way before they even get on stage. Yeah, that's good. And so th- those those are just some examples, practical. Uh, here's another one. Send somebody into the restrooms about every five minutes to pick up and and make sure the towels are picked up off the floor. Because, Shane, you're the same way, I'm the same way. Let's take the church off the table. If I walk into a restaurant and they've got a dirty bathroom, in my opinion, that's a dirty restaurant. But, you know, if you're going to do it for the Lord, good gosh, at least make sure the bathrooms are clean. Um, You know, just it's make sure the mirrors are clean in the bathroom. Girls got to be able to see themselves in the mirror (laughs) because you know they're going to look. So it's it's simply taking care of the small things. Man, that's so good. Um, How do you personally work toward excellence in leading and preaching? Uh, It's twofold. Preaching, um, if you want to preach well on Sunday, you got to practice well throughout the week. And so, uh, and we could probably do a whole podcast on this sometime, but I, I literally, by the time I preach my sermon on Sunday morning, I've preached it minimum of 10 times, sometimes upwards of 20. And I'm preaching it in my office. I'm preaching it in my basement on my treadmill. Um, I want to be able to preach it from memory by Thursday morning. So I've got Friday morning and Saturday morning both to preach that sermon in my mind from memory again. I set aside a time to do that um, be- because I want it. I don't want to practice on the people when they get here on Sunday. I want to have make sure that I've worked as hard as possible um, and, and making sure that it's, that it's ready. Um, so that's, that's preaching. Leadership, the way to um, – I think, honestly, 
uh, and this is uh, my opinion, but I'm right. I think the way to get better as a leader is to study leaders who have actually done what you want to do. And I've talked about this on this podcast before, and I'll probably talk about it till the day that I die. Christians are the only people stupid enough to listen to people that have never done what we're trying to do. And so there can be a guy who writes a book on church planting, and it's and all the church planters buy it, and they think it's the best book in the world, but the guy's never planted a church. And we're, we're dumb enough to go buy it and say, we need to try this. When the guy, all he did was write a book. He never has tried it. So excellence in leadership is studying people that have done what you want to do. Um, and it, 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 listen, it doesn't even matter if they're Christian or non-Christian. I love telling people that I think one of the greatest leadership books ever written um, is uh, Good to Great by Jim Collins. And the pushback I get, well, he's not a Christian. I'm like, I, I don't know if he's a Christian or not. That's between him and God. Here's what I know. He wrote one of the best books on leadership in the history of the world, and you're stupid if you don't read it. But that's a strong opinion, I understand. <laughs> That's all right. Well, something you word. said there, Perry, especially when you're talking about preaching, is basically you work hard. You give up time so that you can provide something great for people. Um, for Shane Duffy, the, the definition of excellence comes from John chapter 12, where I believe Jesus says, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains a single seed. But if it does die, it produces a whole harvest. And so I've always thought from that text, Jesus was telling us, and he says other things in there, that excellence is giving up something good for yourself to provide something great for someone else. And so when you were talking That's about really what you were pre when you preach, what do you do? You set aside time every day so you can remember it from memory, so you can truly engage with the audience in front of you. And I think that's something our listeners need to hear is that excellence is the result of hard work. You know, it's not the result of buying things. It's not the result of of having this or that. It's hard work. It's paying attention to the details. It's the things that matter to the people who are going to experience what you're giving them. Well, here's what's funny on the preaching side, because I can hear the guy. Um, it's probably a guy. could be a girl. But I hear the guy there arguing with me in your mind right now. And you're saying the same thing that I used to say. Well, if you prepare that much, the spirit can't move. Well, I think because I've prepared that much, the spirit's more able to move. Yeah, absolutely. Because... I, I know, I mean, and we've had, so. I mean, I've got instance after instance after instance where we've changed something the last minute, where I've said things in the service, in, in particular services that I didn't say in other things, and it was completely spirit-led. Um, if you look at the scripture, God is a planner. God did not throw it all together. Everything in the scripture, everything in science points to the fact that God is an intricate designer. And so if we're going to be more like Jesus, we can't just throw things together and hope they work. We've got to take some time designing them. That's right. The Holy Spirit's not like Allen Iverson. He no. doesn't take off practice. Though. That's right. Talking he about shows practice, all the man. Talking about practice. Um, hey, how do you keep uh, from letting excellence become extravagant? Man, it, it's tough. I mean, because the the temptation is to always go for the latest, greatest blank. You know, so I want the latest, greatest whatever. Um, and not falling into that trap as a speaker or not falling into that trap as a leader and saying, you know what, we're really going to deal with what we've got now. We're going we're gonna to make what we've got now the best we can make it. Um, because, I mean, honestly... <laughs> You've got that for yourself as a leader, but then you'll have staff members that say, say, hey, we want this. And you'll have volunteers going, why don't we do this? And so all of these things come at you from a million different directions. So as a leader, you've got to say, all right, with the resources I have, with the time I have, 
with the facilities I have, with the volunteers I have, with the staff I have, how can I give my absolute best to God right now? Excellence is not, God, when the offering is $10,000 more a week, we'll do some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not excellence. Excellence is not, you know, we're going to get outside the box. Um, I love it when Stephen Furtick, and he's the first time I ever, he's the first guy I ever heard say this, is a uh, pure innovation and creativity is actually when you work inside the box, when you're willing to work, when you take what you've got in your hand and you go, we're going to make this the best it can be. That's when true innovation, creativity, and excellence take pl- takes place, not just in a church, but any organization. Yeah, that's good. I agree with that. Um, if I were to say that uh, extravagance is easy, but excellence is hard, would you agree or disagree and why? I would totally, I would totally agree that extravagance is easy, but excellence is hard. Um, because anybody can buy extravagance. Um, you can buy extravagance. You can't buy excellence, period. I mean, it's, it's just, it's a, it, I go back to the um, thing I said earlier. It takes work to produce excellence. And it's one of those. It used to be a it used to be a buzzword, but now it's it's it can't be a buzzword. It has to be a lifestyle. Yep, that's good. Uh, what are some key things a leader can do um, if they realize their organization or their church isn't where they we want to be with excellence? What are some things they can do to get focused on excellence? One of the best things you can do as a leader when somebody comes to you, whether it's a staff member or volunteer. And they say, we need a new X. We need a new product. We need another camera. We need a new computer. We need a whatever. And you you got to learn how to ask the question why. And if they can't give you a solid reason as to why, then it's probably, you could probably trace it back to some sort of laziness. And so that's the best thing you can do as a leader is, is And don't ask why to be cynical, and don't ask why to be mean. Just go, hey, I've heard everything you've, you've said. Uh, tell me why we really need that as a church. And that's not, being, that's not being a micromanager. That's being a good steward of what God has given you. Totally agree. Uh, what are some ways a leader can gauge if their organization is moving uh, toward extravagance? Um. If you're spending more and more and more money and you're not seeing results, you've probably drifted toward extravagance. For, for example, I can't tell you, Shane, the number of people. Um, let's go to uh, building programs, and we'll talk about this at, at, you know, probably in the future too, but building programs. So the whole idea and concept, and I've heard so many churches say this, is – if we build a nicer building, more people will come. Well, that's not really true uh, because every um, – it, it, well, I'll buy, that's not true at all. If we, I remember serving at a church one time, and the church built a nicer building, and opening Sunday, there weren't that many people there. I mean, it was just this idea of um, – and, and so coming back to the idea, when people say, well, if we have this – then we'll get better. If we have this, we'll get better. If we have this, we'll get better. Jesus clearly said in Luke 16, if you can't be faithful with what I've put in your hands now, why would I give you more? So if you can't be faithful um, with rented facilities as a church planner, why would God give you permanent facilities? Um, If you can't be faithful with the permanent facility that you have, 
why would God give you another campus? If you can't be faithful with the 10 kids in your youth ministry right now, why would God give you 10 more? I mean, excellence is doing the very best um, with what you've got right now. And so you can tell the organization is beginning to drift toward extravagance or at least extravagant ideas when people start promising to do more when they have more. And that's just not great leadership. Leadership is, I'm going to take what I've got in my hands and do my very best to honor God through the whole process. That's good. Um, Well, let me ask you this. Uh, Do you think God really cares about this idea of excellence? And if so, why? I do. I I do. First of all, I think he cares about it in his church. Um, I don't think he's called us to do church poorly. Um, I don't think he's called us to be boring. Um, I heard somebody say one time, uh, Christianity, the empty tomb is the most exciting thing that's ever happened in the history of the world, and it took the church 2,000 years to make it boring and irrelevant. Um, and that's that's true, and it shouldn't be true. Um, I think God is totally into the idea of excellence. Um, and I can walk you through it. I mean, uh, as, as we read through the scriptures, God provided us an excellent creation. He created a world um, where everything was excellent. As we travel around the world, we've seen sites, whether you love the mountains or whether you love the ocean or the lake or whatever, you've seen sites that take your breath away. And they were created by God who's totally into excellence. God believed in excellent direction. As we read the story when he led the Israelites out of the promised land, he was a pillar of cloud by day. Or a pillar of cloud by, yeah, by day. A pillar of fire by night. You know why? Because he's an excellent protector. He was excellent in taking care of them. He brought them into an excellent land. He provided them, he's provided us with a excellent book called the Bible. And from Genesis to Revelation, we find so much instruction in it that help us out um, in our daily lives. When it came to paying for our sins, he sent the excellent sacrifice. He didn't go to the back corner of heaven and find some under-challenged angel who had nothing to do. He sent his son. And when Jesus came, he lived an excellent life. And then he died an excellent death for our sins. And then he provided us with an excellent resurrection. He even folded up the burial cloth. So he was like, hey, y'all can use this another time. Then he promised to make an excellent return. In Christ, everything is about excellence. And if we give Jesus anything less than our very best, we're doing a disservice to the kingdom of God. I love it when people crack on this idea of excellence. I was with a person um, within the past year who was cracking on, they want excellence versus authentic, but I noticed they had all Macintosh products. They had a, a an iPhone, an iPad, and a Mac. And I'm like, well, if you truly love authenticity, then why don't you go find a 15-year-old and let them build you a computer in their garage? <laughs> That's authentic. That is That's authentic. real. That's stripped down. That's making it as real as possible. You know what? We don't... We want authenticity when it's for other people, but we want excellence when it's for us. And if we're followers of Christ, we should want to give our very best to God on a consistent basis. Man, I don't know any better way than to wrap things up with that. Anything else, though, Perry, before we sign off on this idea of excellence um, today? The, The Bible just tells us to do our best. That's what excellence is, taking what you've got and giving it the very best you have um, because w- we have an excellent God who has an excellent son, who's given us an excellent book, who's given us an excellent promise, and we, he deserves nothing less than our very best. 
That's good. Well, that'll do it for this month's podcast. We'll see you guys in October.